Saint Calixtus, written and read by Brendan Callahan. There are many saints in the Catholic Church who have been essential pillars to our faith and have led us on a journey to grow closer to God. Throughout this history of the Church, we have had a wide variety of saints from all walks of life children, beggars, kings, and lay people. Some saints come from a troubled past, and some lived lavishly while still serving the Lord. They were all human and imperfect, but strove to be like Christ through their teaching. One of the greatest examples of forgiveness comes from St. Calixtus, who teaches us that no matter how far away we run, it is never too late to repent to the Lord and ask for His mercy. Calixtus was a Christian man who lived as a slave during the Roman Empire and was owned by a man named Carpophorus, who set up a bank to support struggling Christians under Roman rule. With such a large job and so little time to manage, Carpophorus appointed Calixtus to be in charge of administering the funds and accounting the money. Calixtus was a trusted friend who would surely do his best to ensure that the bank was always running smoothly. Calixtus worked diligently every day to ensure that the bank was operating fluently, and for a while, he had done a great job with the business. Despite the best of intentions, the bank's funds began to plummet, and a lot of the people's money was being lost. For months, Christians in Rome thought that their funds were secure and that they had enough to support themselves and their family. It came as quite a shock when the truth was revealed that almost all of the money from the bank was gone. Afraid of receiving blame for this untimely state of affairs, Calixtus believed it was in his best interest to flee Rome. Calixtus went to a nearby harbor town and boarded the first ship out of the city. It didn't matter where he was heading, for he was so afraid that anywhere away from his home would bring him tranquility. Upon hearing that Calixtus was gone, a group of men went to find the slave. The people had searched all across the seas to find Calixtus, and after many long days and nights, they had almost lost hope. Calixtus had quite a head start on everybody, and if they could not find him before reaching shore, he could flee just about anywhere and would never be seen by a Roman again. Just before Calixtus's boat was to dock, a terrible storm overtook the ocean, and the incredible tide prohibited him from moving forward. This was all the time they needed and were eventually able to catch up with Calixtus in a town called Portus off the Tyrrhenian coast. Frightened that the people would be angry with him and would plan to seek revenge, Calixtus thought that he would be captured as soon as he was on land. In a final act of desperation, he jumped out of the boat. Fortunately, they were able to save Calixtus by casting a giant fisherman's net into the water and brought the troubled slave to shore. After being brought back to Rome, Calixtus admitted to everyone that the bank's money was lost. As a punishment for running away in a time of need, Calixtus was punished by being sent to the grist mill. His banking title was stripped, and the slave was sent to make flour in the mills as his new duty. This was a physically demanding job, as turning the grist mill wheel by hand proved to be no picnic. For weeks on end, Calixtus worked in the mill. His bones would ache and his arms would be sore, but he never stopped believing in God, and he knew that the Lord had something big in mind for him. To determine what exactly was still unknown, but it was all part of the Lord's plan. After some time, 
the master Carpophorus decided to forgive Calixtus for running away, and gave him back his job as the banker in hopes of having him recover some of the lost funds. Calixtus was touched by this act of forgiveness and promised to do his best to recover as much of the lost money as he possibly could. Understandably, he was a little hesitant to return to this duty out of fear of not being good enough, but he knew that God would not abandon him in these hard times. Even with the banking skills that he had, it seemed like an impossible task to recover all of the lost money in a timely fashion for the people. Scared and distressed, Calixtus ran to the Roman synagogue where Jewish people would worship. Calixtus knew that many Jewish officials here still owed funds, so he pleaded with them to have mercy on the poor and to pay the funds at that time. He was so determined, he didn't even wait until the service was over, which angered some of the Jewish people there. The Jewish people had no time for Calixtus. Instead, they turned against him and ordered the officials to take the man away. Things went from bad to worse as Calixtus was arrested on the grounds of disturbing the peace of a holy place, despite only trying to collect on unpaid debts. He was quickly dragged to the courtroom of Publius Seius Fucianus, one of the highest and most respected judges. With nobody to defend his name, Fucianus settled the case very quickly. Calixtus's punishment was for him to be sent to work the coal mines of Sardinia. The conditions of the underground mines were extremely jarring and dangerous. Between the dense air supply, lack of quality water, and back-breaking labor, any man who worked in these mines typically died after a few months from the severe conditions. Calixtus was sentenced to work in these mines for the rest of his days. He knew he had found himself in a pretty dire situation, yet he still couldn't help but pray to God. Calixtus would implore for the Lord to save him from the torture. Calixtus had been working in the mines for months on end. He grew weaker every day and had all but given up hope of survival. The mines that surrounded him were to be his last memories. Only the strength of the Lord kept him alive for as long as he was, but his time was running short. Unknown to him at the time, Emperor Commodus had a new mistress, Marcia Eucodius, the daughter of Marcus Aurelius Sabinianus Eucodius of the Roman Empire. She was a very powerful and influential woman in Rome, yet also a devout Christian woman. Marcia believed in the power of forgiveness and compassion, and therefore wanted to do everything in her power to help her people. She had acquired a list of every Christian slave in Rome being sentenced to hard labor and had set them free. These men and women were no longer slaves. The emperor ordered that their liberty was a top priority and could become independent citizens. In no time, Calixtus and all the other Christian men and women working in the mines were set to return to their native homelands. Calixtus was sent back to Rome, but he wanted to find a place where he could be alone and rethink his life. He moved to the outskirts of Rome, where he spent most of his days in solitude. As time went by, Calixtus would spend a lot of time with fellow monks who lived nearby and spent their days in prayer. He had finally found a place where he felt that he belonged, a community to worship the Lord in his goodness with others. Calixtus would go on to be ordained one of the seven deacons of Rome and was put in charge of the catacombs. This cemetery was the resting place of many Christian martyrs, including nine popes who came before him. 
After his death, these catacombs would be named in his honor, and Calixtus is also honored as the patron saint of cemetery workers for this reason. In the year 217, Calixtus became the 16th pope in the Catholic Church. He was among one of the first church leaders to show compassion and forgiveness towards those having committed mortal sins, especially the adulterers and murderers. Calixtus's message of forgiveness was bold for its time and angered some enemies of the church. He remained pope until the year 222, when he was martyred and had his body thrown in a well. Calixtus's body was found, and he was properly buried in Rome's church of Santa Maria Trastevere, and his feast day is celebrated on October 14th. St. Calixtus made forgiveness the main focus of his teachings. He was shown forgiveness in his life, and he reciprocated that special kind of compassion through his teachings. He harbored no anger in his heart, but instead showed great love towards all, such as Christ did. St. Calixtus teaches us that no matter how far we may stray, God will always call us back. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.